Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www. Good Saturday morning to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you there, my Good. How are you doing this morning, Gary? You know, it's a daily struggle. I, I, I do my best to hang in there every day. You know what it's like. Absolutely. Aren't we all? I, well, some it's easier than others. Some, depending on the person. Everybody's got things in their life. You were talking about last time the weather, and, you know, it definitely creates a... Uh pessimism and and negativity with a lot of people when it's cold, it's dreary, it's dark. But I see us turning a corner here, hopefully in the next month or two, it'll start getting dark a little bit later Mm -hmm. and uh, the weather will start shifting. So I'm excited about it because I see right now with the weather the way it is, how active the real estate market is. I think I've done more pre-approvals just well, in the last few weeks than the previous month. Uh, Obviously, the holidays play in, but it just shows me people understand the value of building wealth through real estate. They understand how a mortgage plays in with that. And they're getting with me as an advisor to help them with the financing before they get with the real estate agent, which is such a great thing and yeah. something most people don't do. Oh, yeah. Well, you explained and why you should. It's funny that you bring that up because I was with the, one of my best friends. We're having a cup of coffee uh, over the past week or, or so, and, and he was telling me he, he does real estate full time and he's been doing it full time for, oh, maybe 25 years. And he says, Gary, you know, the winter months, January, February, are notorious for being the two slowest months out of the year. He says, you know, I tell people it's really kind of goes from March through you know, maybe October, November. And then for the reasons that you just mentioned mm-hmm. with the holidays, December is probably, you know, almost as slow as January, February. But he goes, this, he goes, this right now, so far, um, he goes, make no mistake, it's it's slower than the other months. But when you compare January to January mm-hmm. of past, it's actually a lot busier comparing January to January of, of years past. So Agreed. to your point... Um, yeah, that's, so that's a good sign because I'm hearing that people aren't going back to work. People aren't working. I don't know if they're living on a nest egg or if they made some good investments or or whatnot. But I I uh, think it's a a lot of dual incomes. I'm seeing a lot of people getting pre-approved nowadays and refinancing as well that they don't qualify on their own, but they have a family member that's going to co-sign with them or someone that lives with them that's going to co-sign the loan with them. And that allows us to get the mortgage approved. I'm seeing that more often now than I was a year or two ago. And a lot of that obviously plays in with people shifting careers, jobs, et cetera, due to the pandemic. And that really leads me in, Gary, to today's topic about private mortgages. And Mm. I've had several people just in the last few months that have come to me with these inquiries and issues and questions about private mortgages. And we can talk about what they are and all that through today's episode, but I thought it's something we've never covered. And people think that it's something that's taboo or doesn't happen often. I'm here to tell you private mortgages are just as common now as they were five or 10 years ago. Why would someone even take a private mortgage though in the first place? Yeah, so the reason private mortgages have been gaining popularity is because really what it comes down to is you can't get a normal mortgage in some cases. You have credit issues, you have income issues like you were talking about, um, and you need a go-between 
to get that property. That's where the private financing comes in. So to really take it one step further and hone in on what a private mortgage is, because people may be wondering, well, what makes a private mortgage different from a regular? Well, (laughs) you know, we'll go into detail, but the gist of it is that a conventional or government mortgage is given by a bank, okay? It may be backed by the government or backed by Fannie Mae, but it's given to you through a mortgage bank or a depository bank, like your local bank, credit union, et cetera. A private mortgage is given to you by anybody else but the bank. So there's hedge funds that give private loans. There's um, obviously individuals give private loans to people. So maybe it's your dad giving you a loan to buy a a house because you can't get a conventional mortgage. Trusts give private mortgages all the time. I see that very often. Um, Really, anybody but a bank or financial institution that's giving you a loan is going to be considered private financing. And there are pros and cons of private mortgages, and there's risks, obviously, involved with private lending. But the main reason why I see people using private financing has to do with I would say 75% of the time it's a credit event that occurred. So maybe you had a foreclosure a year ago and you can't get any sort of mortgage because you haven't met that seasoning. A private mortgage, though, there are no guidelines. It's somebody lending you money. They can make their own rules. They can pick what interest they want to charge. If they don't want to verify your income, they don't have to. There's no regulation um, as far as underwriting when it comes to private mortgages. The other reason why I would say about 25% of the time people take private mortgages is because of income validity. So people that are self-employed, they don't really show much money on paper. Um <laughs> You know, different positions maybe that they hold where they don't have money going into the bank in the right way. But a higher interest rate, I would imagine. Definitely. In most cases, it's a higher interest rate. But another seldom known reason people use private mortgages is for speed. Because we don't necessarily need an appraisal on those loans, they're not going to go through underwriting and the whole process that a normal conventional government-backed loan would have. You can close on a private mortgage in a couple of days. So it's for an investor or someone that needs to strike while the iron's hot and speed is an issue, get private mortgage. You're not going to have to go through all of the nuances, the ins and outs, the ups and downs and speed bumps that come along, as we've talked about, with getting a bank uh, regulated or, you know, a normal conventional or government backed loan. So then can you explain why there are challenges then when it comes to refinancing, let's say, a private mortgage into a conventional or government backed mortgage? So I don't offer private mortgages because I work for a mortgage bank. So when I'm giving mortgages to my clients, it's based off of the agencies, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, USDA, VA, FHA, et cetera. These are government backed or government sponsored type of loans that have all the regulation that go with it. Um, So what I see a lot is people coming to me saying, I want to refinance. I have this private mortgage I took out six months, a year, five years ago, and I now want to get a conventional or a regular type of mortgage. And one of the big issues with it is that there's no credit reporting done. If your grandfather gives you a mortgage for $100,000, he's not reporting it to the credit bureau. He's not reporting it to anybody, anywhere. So you aren't getting credit for that mortgage. So that creates a little bit of a challenge because underwriters want to see a history of making mortgage payments when you're refinancing. They want to be able to see that you've been able to pay that mortgage on time because that's one of the main criteria that underwriters are looking at is what's your housing payment history, what's your credit score, that sort of thing. So the fact that there's no credit reporting, there are absolutely ways around it. There are solutions um, that make it happen, but it's definitely a challenge when you have no history on payment 
paper, no credit reporting of that mortgage payment being made. The second thing that can be a challenge is that because you're getting a mortgage from a private individual or a private uh, entity, there can be some questionable documentation that comes up. So we want to verify like a copy of the mortgage note, the promissory note, things of that nature. Well, sometimes if it wasn't done through these outlets where everything's being verified, maybe it was just done through the person lending you the money and an attorney and that's it. So, you know, there's no consistency there. Sometimes the documents aren't exactly what they need to be. I've seen mortgages that people sign that never got recorded because the attorney either forgot or didn't think to record that because it would never come up. So that can definitely be a challenge. Again, there are solutions. There are ways around it. Everything I'm telling you that's a challenge, I've overcome with my clients and I have the solutions to help people overcome. And the last one that I'll say as far as challenges when it comes to refinancing private mortgages would be payment arrangements. And I say payment arrangements with quotation marks around the word arrangements because what'll happen sometimes is you'll get this private mortgage. A lot of the time it's a family member or a very close friend. And what happens is, you you know, they give you this money and you don't end up making payments. You have this, uh, you know, dialogue with them to say, hey, yeah, I'll pay you back. It's just I can't pay you every month. And they're OK with that because that's your relationship with them. Again, family, friends. But when it comes to refinancing, when it comes to getting out of that private mortgage, those payment arrangements, those gentlemen's deals, so to speak, on a handshake, mm -hmm. those don't hold up. And sometimes it takes months or even years of proper planning with a mortgage advisor to understand what's going to be required to actually make that mortgage refinance go through. Because the whole point of refinancing a private mortgage and why it's so opportune versus another type of mortgage is because you have an individual typically that's lending you this money. So they need that money back. Usually the private mortgage isn't going to be a, hey, keep the loan for 30 years. It's going to be, you need to pay me back in a year or two. I'm just doing this to help you out. But this is going to be something that ASAP you need to get this handled, you need to get a new mortgage and pay me off. So there's usually a timeline where they'll say, hey, I got to pay off this private mortgage by the end of the year or by next year. And sometimes that doesn't leave enough room for us to be able to handle all these issues. How did that affect or is it even reported for your, your not credit Not at all. Score? No. That's one of the main issues yeah. is that it's not reported on the credit. So we have to document the payment history. Most people, I would imagine, are getting a bank loan, right? Almost all are getting a yeah. bank loan. However, again, doing this so long, so many people hearing and seeing me all over, private mortgages come up all the time because, again, people do get private mortgages. I don't know the percentage of how many people, but I see it more and more common especially nowadays with a lot of the retirees out there trying to help their kids. Stock market values are high. They've got money. They want to help people. So private mortgages can be a big way that well, people I, do that. So then uh, let's just piggyback on that then. Why? Why? Why is why is the conventional or, as you call, government financing more attractive then than, than private financing when it comes to you know, the, the loan terms, is it because of it'll increase your credit score, whereas opposed to the private one, is it's not documented or? Uh, there, there's a few different reasons. I mean, the number one reason why is going to be the lower interest rate. Now, I have seen private mortgages that can be low, yeah. but the majority that I've seen are eight, ten, eight to 10 percent or higher. OK, so they're definitely above market rate, but that person is 
you know, putting a lot of money on the line, and there is a lot of risk there. It's like a legal loan so, shark is really what it is. Uh, I mean, it's not a loan shark, I wouldn't say, because, again, you got to look at the risk versus reward. If you're not documenting your income, there's no appraisal, there's all these other things not happening, 8 to 10% is a very reasonable return for someone lending their own money out. So people say, how much interest do private lenders charge? Everybody's going to be different. But like I said, the average I find is eight to 10% versus a conventional government mortgage, which historically has always been the best rates. Right now they're in the three to four, four and a half range as rates start to move up. Again, phenomenal compared to most of these private mortgages. So that's the number one is lower interest rate. Number two is a fixed rate. A lot of these uh, private mortgages have balloon payments or they're not fixed, they're adjustable rates. So most of the time on the government or conventional mortgages, at least up until very recently, we were always just offering the fixed rate. There was really not a benefit to taking an adjustable or ARM type of scenario. There's also more flexibility with loan terms. We can customize a mortgage to your needs if you're getting a conventional or government-backed loan. We can do a 10-year mortgage, a 15, a 20-year, a 30-year. There's all these different options that you have for customizing it for what you're looking to do. With a private mortgage, you're not going to have that. It's going to be, here's what the term is. Typically, it's going to be a 30-year term. And and here is what the interest rate is. There's not really negotiation going on. There's not a big menu of products that you have to choose from. It's you want the house, you want the financing. This is what it is. Either pay it or or suck it up and, do, and don't get the property. So that's a big thing. And then the backing of the federal agencies. Mm -hmm. So the backing of the federal agencies is really big because what it allows is it allows these mortgages to be sold in the secondary market, it's, it's an investment. So pension funds and sovereign funds and people, they invest in your mortgage. So you look at it as you're paying the bank every month. What you don't see is that the bank sold your loan with thousands of others to a hedge fund or a pension fund from Saudi Arabia, and they're investing in the mortgage to get a return. So by having that agency backing, it just gives you a lot more liquidity of being able to get that mortgage. And it gives you just a lot more preferential treatment over a long period of time. There's no loan being sold with a private mortgage. The person you're getting the mortgage from, they're keeping that mortgage. It's on the books. You're typically making your payment directly to them every month. There's no bank involved. There's no servicing company. So you can see there's a lot of advantages and almost everyone would prefer the conventional or government-backed loan. It's just there's so many caveats, so many details, so many things that can stop someone. The private mortgage can be a good go-between when you have that credit event or issue that we were talking about earlier. Whew, boy, what an example there. I, I, maybe you can talk more about some of the specific scenarios that you've seen in the real estate world where someone kind of goes through this process that you're talking about of refinance or this time about refinancing a private loan when it, right. and what the outcome there was. So like I said, that's where I come into play right. is helping people get out of the private mortgages that have already been in them. So I got I know we're limited on time, so I can't give all the stories, but I got two that happened just in the last like 60 to 90 days that's that I want to talk about. Uh, one of them, gentleman, listener of the show uh, from East Hartford, he had a credit issue. He had a short sale on his credit very, very recently, and he wasn't able to get a conventional mortgage. He actually was told by a mortgage broker that he would be able to, you know, a while back, but they ended up, the deal fell through at the last minute because they didn't underwrite it. They didn't look at it properly. They didn't place him in the right product. So he literally was in a situation where he had this property under contract. He had all this money out for deposits. He was told like a week before closing, 
you're you're not closing. They dragged him along for months, extensions, and then they said, we can't do the loan. It's not approved. We can't do it. So this gentleman was in a difficult predicament. He had to let this house either go and lose his deposit or he had to find some sort of private financing. He went to one of his friends who's a wealthy doctor and his friend lent him, I think it was $250,000 to buy this property. So the idea was he was going to buy this property, borrow this money. It was at 10% interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was an interest only payment every month. And it was like, you need to get out of this as soon as you can. I think the gentleman lent money out of his 401k or retirement portfolio. So he came to me as a listener of the show and said, Rob, I've got this scenario with a private mortgage. I want to get positioned. I've had these issues. What can we do? Over the course of around 30 days, I worked with him a little bit on his credit. We helped him get positioned and paying down some cards and things. And we were able to get him a refinance of this private mortgage from 10% all the way down to the low 3% range. Whoa. Okay. Not only were we able to pay off the private mortgage, but on top of that, we paid off 25,000 in credit card debt that he had accumulated. So at the end of the day, his friend got paid off. He got 25,000 in credit card debt paid off and he ended up saving over $700 a month from what he was paying before doing this until what we were able to accomplish. And a couple of the issues we talked about with challenges did come up. The mortgage wasn't recorded. That had to get done. The payment history wasn't there. We had to get verifications. So all these challenges we overcame at the end of the day, saving $700 a month, saving tens and tens of thousands of dollars in interest. It was absolutely a home run for this gentleman. And again, he was listening to us just like many people out there right now just a few months ago and now he's completely turned his financial situation around with that one phone call with setting up that relationship so that's just one example the second one is a gentleman from suffield connecticut that contacted me he bought a beautiful home six years ago. He had some major credit issues. It wasn't a bankruptcy or anything. It's just he didn't pay a lot of his bills and his huh. credit was not doing well. He couldn't qualify for any type of loan because his credit was in the low 500s. So his dad actually is a client of mine from years back. And his dad told him, hey, you need to talk to Rob. His dad's the one that lent him the money to buy this home. OK, so his dad had a trust. He lent him the money from the trust. And then uh, this gentleman was paying the trust back every single month. So I had initially spoke to him about a year ago when his dad said, you need to talk to Rob. I ran his credit and it was not very promising. Um, he was about 50, 60 points from qualifying for even the most flexible government backed loan. He wasn't even near that. So there was some work that needed to be done. Told him exactly what to do. Pay this credit card down, take a secured uh, credit card from this. I told him, gave him the exact game plan. Okay. A year went by. We kept in touch. We reconnected here back just a couple of weeks back. Okay. His credit had gone up now to where it's in the high 600. So well over a hundred points, wow, all of great. the, all of the reporting on his, uh, payments and everything that we needed to document that had all been done properly. All of the tips that I had gave him, he had implemented and we were able to get him down again. In this point, his uh, his dad gave him the money for this uh, purchase on the private mortgage. So he wasn't paying a high interest. It was like 4%, but we were able to get it lower. So his payment went down and now he has a 30 year fixed conventional mortgage. One of the best parts of that whole story is he didn't even need an appraisal of the home, which I thought was crazy because he didn't have a conventional mortgage, but the agencies, in this case, Freddie Mac, 
offered a waiver on the appraisal of his home. So literally, we're talking about a couple weeks from when he called me until we closed. He's saving all this money. His dad is so happy because his dad got paid back, (laughs) finally. And also, his dad now has money for retirement, which he's getting ready to retire. That's why this timeline was so, so important. So hopefully, that gives you a little bit of insight on a couple real things that are happening right now over the last 60, 90 days that have helped people to get out of these private mortgages into these conventional and government mortgages. It gives me insight. It probably gives a lot of people listening to this right now some inspiration if they find themselves that they think they're in a similar situation. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. He's very easy to contact. It's uh, simply uh, go to his website at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And his phone number, should you desire to uh, make an appointment, it's 860-413-3938. I will repeat those in an email address uh, well, very shortly. I, I do have uh, just a couple of other questions If, if I think we have time for here. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone, ah, oh boy. Well, let me ask you this. Can you talk maybe some sp- specific, if someone is currently in a private mortgage, let me ask you this. What are some things that they can do right now to prepare to to refinance out of that loan? Great question, because there's a lot of people think, well, I had the private mortgage. How am I ever going to get out of this? What you really need to do is as early as you can. Really, right after you hear this show today, you need to get on the horn and get an inquiry going with a mortgage advisor. Myself, I'm happy to help, or anybody else, just make sure it's someone that knows how to navigate these private mortgage issues because we need to do an evaluation, we need to do an analysis of your credit, your income, and the whole scenario because like I was alluding to earlier, there sometimes is some groundwork that needs to be laid. It it may not just be a straightforward make a phone call and get it done right away. And if you need a few months or even a year of rehabilitation, so to speak, on your credit or how you document your income, you want to start that now. The best time would have been yesterday. The next best time is right now. So let's get that going. Let's get that analysis in play. Let's get your personal game plan, which is going to be different from anybody else. Let's get your scenario put down on paper. Let's get a timeline and a game plan in play for that so that we can get it approved. Sometimes we can do it right away, which would be ideal, but sometimes, especially in these private mortgage scenarios, there's going to be a reason why. What's the issue? Again, credit, income, et cetera. And we can figure out what needs to be done. You also want to, if you haven't already been making consistent payments on your private mortgage, start that today. Make this month the month that you start making payments every single month on your private mortgage, because that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that's, if not the most important, it's up in the top couple important items. Underwriters are going to want to see when you're refinancing a private mortgage that's not on your credit into one of these other types of loans that's made through a bank credit union or uh, that sort of financial institution. So you want to be prepared for underwriting and you want to make sure that you've got someone to advise you on that. Don't just think, that you know because you might be missing a big piece of the puzzle. And unfortunately, I've seen people that think they have it figured out. They end up having to recalibrate the whole thing or start over because they didn't know maybe a very minute detail that an advisor with experience and with credibility can really guide you through. Okay. What are... What can... um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what, what are some of the more unusual document requests that underwriters will have when 
reviewing, let's say, a, a borrower who has a, a private mortgage on their property? Are there a lot of like hoops that people have to jump there through? There are. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't like even it. call them hoops because if you know they're there, we can prepare ahead. So the minute somebody you know contacts me about a private mortgage, I mean, we need to get some information about the, the mortgage that they're uh, paying right now. What's the balance? Because that's not going to show up on the credit. What's the payment? I usually ask them for a copy of the note, which is what they would have signed at the closing okay. to show all the terms of the mortgage. Um, one thing that a lot of people are not prepared for is like documenting their payment for the last 12 months. There's a few different ways that we can do that. One of them would be getting canceled checks or bank statements where we can show January, here's the money coming out. February, here's the money coming out. You see? But if you even miss one of those months, that can put a hiccup into this process. So that's one thing a lot of people aren't prepared for. Another thing that I've done with a lot of clients, which can work around the canceled checks is to get what's called a verification of mortgage. This is a document that's a verification form. And the form is going to be filled out by the person that you took the mortgage from. Mm -hmm. They're going to put on there how much you owe them, when the loan was taken out, all the specifics. And they're going to say, has there been any late payments in the last 12 months? And if there has, how many? They're going to give all that outline. And the reason why that's needed with this type of mortgage and not another type is because of the private mortgage. There's no reporting being done to any credit bureaus at all. So this verification of mortgage form can take the place of a clean mortgage history. The challenges I've seen around that is sometimes, depending on the relationship, you may not talk to the person that took the private mortgage every day. You need to make sure you're in communication with them because we're going to need their assistance to get the loan done on the refinance. We're going to need their assistance to get some of these documents we're talking about, verifications. Now, luckily... When people find out they've got a lot of money coming to them, all of a sudden they usually do cooperate. They're very responsive. So it's very rare that we would have a communication issue, but it is something that you'd want to talk to the private mortgage holder about and say, hey, I'm getting ready to refinance. I know you want to get, get paid off. I'm working on it. And here's some information and here's some documents I'm going to need from you and make sure they're on board and they know what's going on. So they're not caught off guard when somebody like me comes in and asks them. And then alluding to the uh, the documentation is like copy of the note like we were talking about. But sometimes we get a copy of that note and it's not recorded anywhere. That mortgage is not recorded. That can be a big hiccup because it needs to be recorded in order for it to be a lien on the property in order to do what we call a rate and term refinance, which has a better rate typically on the interest than a cash out refinance. That mortgage has to be recorded. Sometimes, like I said, they'll cut corners and it won't get recorded and you know, not enough time to go into solutions for that, but I've definitely worked around that. It's just a lot easier to do the recording sooner rather than later when you've got a time, you know, time clock ticking on a rate lock or underwriting findings or things like that. Let's get it done ahead of time. It makes it much less stressful. But those are some of the more unusual requests that you want to be prepared for when you're refinancing out of a private mortgage into another type of loan. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Uh, you Easy to reach. You really are. Uh, check out the website at www.ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Once again, it's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. 
Com. The cool thing about that is that it could answer some questions that uh, arise from this show, this podcast, this radio show. Um, you can get an immediate answer. Of course, it could also spark some new questions that you hadn't even thought of. But that's a good thing because you got to get all questions answered. Um, and if you've got a question that you'd like to have answered right here on these very airwaves, could be as soon as even next week, simply email us at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Once again, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to set up an appointment with Rob Weinberg, that's very easy to do. It's a matter of making a phone call. 860-413-3938. Once again, I'll repeat that a little bit more slowly. Write it down. 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long. You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg.